How everybody doing out there? Taco Beers and Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Sumler, here with my man, Colin Bello. How you doing today, Bill? I'm great. I'm great. The life, living the life. How you doing, bro? Oh man, I'm here, man. Relaxing day, relaxing day. Yeah, it's chill. It's another chill. weekend down in sports. Another day to talk about it, man. Let's just jump right into it. The Pittsburgh Steelers suffer their first loss <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Good win. Yeah. Uh, good win for Washington, or they be a good loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, I think both, honestly. I think it's good for Washington because they kind of um, are staying in their division race. And then I think it's going to be kind of like humbling for the Steelers. You know, because you win that many games, you could kind of get on a slide. You feel like it's just automatic. But I think that'll kind of wake them up a little bit too, um, moving forward. Yeah. But, uh, um, knowing that- they- Go ahead. What you? I say knowing that Kansas City breathing down their neck, they need to tighten up. <laughs> they gonna have to tighten up. A lot of flaws with that team, especially on the offensive end. Um, not a very good running team. Obviously, haven't been a great running team since Le'Veon Bell left. Uh, Big Ben mm-hmm. coming off Tommy John surgery, he he can't push the ball down the field like he used to. A lot of dinking and dunking. Receivers making a, a lot of plays. But uh, yeah. de- you know they can lean on their defense, you know. But uh, obviously, yeah. Bud Dupree went down to torn ACL. Uh, Joe Hayden went down, uh, opposite in the Monday night game. Already missing some guys from COVID. So this team, yeah. you know, hot start, but it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish in the NFL <laughs> or any sport, really. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so crazy how fast things can like shift. You know what I'm saying? Like in a couple of plays, your whole team could be totally different. Yeah. You know, and losing Bud Dupree, we talked about it on the last episode. I knew that was going to be big. I knew that was going to be big for them. And, and yeah, like I guess they're coming back down to earth, and now we're seeing that they're normal. Which a lot of people were saying that I was kind of on the wagon a little bit. Like, man, yeah. I think they are actually legit, but. You know, when you lose, you see the flowers a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more magnified. But I still think they're a solid team and they still can make a run. Like, I do still believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, Washington doing that, keeping pace with the New York Giants and the NFC, which has become basically a two tank, a two team race, but can change any moment. Now you have mm-hmm. Dallas, who plays tonight, obviously, against the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens. They, this is a, Probably a must-win game because obviously they lose. Might as well say season's over with for Dallas. Time to get ready for next season. Or obviously, because Washington, New York has a one and a half game lead on uh, on the Cowboys. So must-win game for them tonight. Going into that game, uh, what do you think? Some keys that that's important for the Cowboys to get a victory tonight. Obviously. Man, of course, I think they the whole team starts at the running game. If you ask me, bro, it's gonna like their best player and their highest paid player. He gotta he gotta come. I mean, he need to have like a Derrick Henry type show, and we hadn't seen Zeke do that in a while. Rookie you know year, where it come up? Yeah, well, since we've seen him just completely dominate a game. And yeah, I know his O line has been defeated, but 
if you're watching the NFL right now, everybody O line depleted. Except the coach. The coach had the best line. Yeah, the coach. The coach and maybe the Saints had the best lines, but everybody else seemed like they're scrambling at O line. But yeah. I would love to see. But I don't know. It's Campbell and um, a bunch of D linemen coming back for um, Ravens tonight. It's like they've been getting ran on a lot the last couple of weeks yeah. with the smaller linebacking core with the rookie Patrick Queen. And they seem like they're a little bit more undersized this year. So I'm just hoping that, you know, it could start with Zeke. And and if you get Zeke going, then that opens up the, the play pass, action pass. Because, yeah. man, the, the receiving core for the Cowboys is, is like ready to break out at, you know what I'm saying, at any point. Yeah, that they would, got three receivers that can actually play. It's a top ten receiving core. I would I would take that receiving core. Uh, obviously, that I'm yeah. missing a, a a good tight end that can attack the middle of the field. But you have yeah. other than that, I you, think they need to address that. I think they need to address that in the off season. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard to find that Uh-oh. you know that tight end that can just dominate. I mean, obviously, you, you know, got your Kelsey's in the world. Yeah, you got your Kelsey's yeah. and your Zach Ertz and your your Gronks. Um, I'm missing yeah. anybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's not too many times you can find that can dominate the game like they do. Yeah. But, well, uh, I think it'll start in the trenches for sure for the Cowboys, and I think that's what'll give them a chance. And also for the Ravens, like Lamar's coming back, they're going to have to run the ball. Like, because that's where it all starts for both of those teams, if you ask me. They run first offense. Yeah. But I think this will be the game for Lamar Jackson just to kind of get a rhythm with the receivers, get get hot passing the ball, because Dallas doesn't have a great secondary. Yeah. And, you know, if, if they play from ahead, he's a lot greater passer. You know what I'm saying? He seems like a totally different passer when they're ahead than when they're having to come back. That's yeah. when the, his balls really just show when they're down by two touchdowns and now he's having to be like, you know, the sole thrower. Yeah. I think that's what kind of jacks him up a little bit. But if they can get ahead of the sticks a little bit, maybe get a lead up on the Cowboys, I think then he can start like playing with his passes. Yeah. It's like, of course you're going to need that going down the stretch. But, it's a big but, game, big know. game. Uh, obviously, um, the Saints won again, beat the Falcons. They ride with the Falcons. Um, I'm telling you. With Taysom Hill, um, when Drew Brees is healthy and come back, do you keep riding the hot hand of Taysom Hill? Because obviously we've seen last year that Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0 with Drew Brees. I, I thought they should have stayed with Bridgewater because I thought maybe this yeah. was it. That was it for Drew Brees. But he come back again. Now Taysom Hill has a team that's undefeated. Um, mm-hmm. since Bree's been out, uh, mm-hmm. do you ride the hot hand? Or do you just get give the keys back to Bree's when he come back healthy? Whenever he comes back healthy, yeah, I, mean, I think they're gonna get the keys back to Bree's. Like it's been cool watching Taysom Hill, but it's something about it that still looks kind of strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am quite not used to it yet. I guess just as we so used to seeing Bree's back there, but. I think it's a for sure lot breeze is the quarterback until he either retires or gets like seriously, seriously injured. Like Yeah. So when he comes back, I think it'll be his job. And he'll just continue to have those packages and take the deal. And I think we'll see those packages a little bit more maybe. Like yeah. than what we have been seeing them and uh I think yeah, these, I think it's still a dream show. I think these last two years showed a uh 
Sean Payton needs to be up there when you're talking about coaching wise with the Bill Belichick's and the uh, yeah. or really just Bill mm-hmm. Belichick and the Pete Carroll's of the world. He needs to be in that conversation because mm-hmm. his starting quarterbacks missed a uh, bunch of games last two years and haven't missed a beat mm-hmm. defense. And it seems like that defense, like you said last episode, defense steps up when Breeze out. You know, like they got man, they got. They got some toughness this year on their defense. They got some dogs on their defense. Man, bro. Like, they got some, like, respected dogs. Not just, like, dogs because I'm a fan, but, like, like, they are respected. You know what I'm saying? So, I really like the team from the defensive end, bro. We can get a, once again, keep a steady running game. We'll have to, like, be Breeze or Taysom Hill to throw it that that much. Yeah. 25 Uh, times a game, maybe. Yeah, somewhere we had we get up into the forties, and you know that's when it'd be trouble. Yeah, for the Saints. Yeah, I like the the way the team set up this year, and like with this modified schedule, I think it's helping them a little bit. But like, you know, I think I don't know the COVID atmosphere may have helped Taysom Hill a little bit more. You know, not having to play in front of fans. Yeah, I think you know, yeah, that tra- yeah, it's almost like practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the, yeah, that that does kind of help with the transition, but it's nothing like playing yeah, in front of the fans when the pressure is on. Yeah, but you know, like for them younger guys, you know, that becomes a true factor. You yeah, know, with them uh, with the crowd, and I think it's just helping them kind of be a little more relaxed in the midst of this like new role pretty much I think yeah. well he's 30 years old and this is his first time starting through his first two career like, t- touchdowns last week yeah and I like seeing it and I'm I'm cool with them winning it was shaky bro I thought they was gonna give it up at the end cause Atlanta always played the same stuff yeah they held on to it and like yeah I was pumped about that win cause it was kinda iffy for a second <laughs> I was like man I don't know if they gonna hold on but it's also good that they have that defense on. You know, you know, take you know, Taysom maybe can, you know, take a little bit more risk. Uh, I would like yeah. to see him take more risk. You have a good defense. I mean, you don't want to take too many unnecessary risks. But I would like to see him, you know, maybe push the ball down the field or more. I mean, you you have Michael Thomas, arguably one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, you got. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, who can flex out at right receiver and go. Uh, you got Trey Con mm-hmm. Smith. You got a pretty good Jared Cook who can stretch the field. You got a pretty good core receiving core down there too. I, I like to see him stretch mm-hmm. the ball. I mean, push the ball down the field more. A little bit more. Take, take a couple. Of, take some that, risk. Yeah, and that may come. You know, now that they got the uh, playoffs spot secured, you know they may loosen up a little bit just to just to kind of throw off tendencies and stuff. Because now you get to the end of the year, and now people starting to realize what you do a lot. And now you want to, you're preparing for the playoffs too. Yeah. And I know Sean Payton as a play caller, he's thinking of that because they hadn't driven the ball down the field all year, pretty much. Well, because he doesn't so, have the quarterbacks sure. to push it downfield. Yeah, but showing that you have that in your offense, I think would also open it up a little bit more for the Saints. Because Taysom Hill got a good decent arm. I mean, he got some zip on it. He yeah. can lay it out there if he get if he get the right protection. I think he can lay it out. And I think one or, James, or give Jameis a package, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, James, you know, Jameis James Jameis throw it. Yeah, Jameis. Yeah, yeah, he'll he put it deep. Yeah, he'll take that risk. <laughs> what he over risk? <laughs> <laughs> he take too many, but uh, 
Also, yeah, they, they they do need to take take heed because you know Green Bay is right on their tail too. I think uh, if the Saints lose a game, I think Green Bay will get that number one seed coming down to a tiebreaker because Green Bay won earlier this season. So it, yeah, I think they want to keep up this winning pace because it's different playing at dome instead of going to Lambo when it's real cold outside with no fans. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a cold game. By. Yeah, yeah, and it's only one by. Yeah, that's gonna be a cold I game. The be at home. <laughs> I would prefer the Saints to be at home. Bro. Yeah, Lambo in the winter time with no fans in that stadium. Oof. Yeah, Rogers just throwing it all over the place because I don't. I think it's nearly impossible to stop them from scoring. You're gonna have to like outscore him pretty much. Like you ain't gonna hold Rogers down. He he getting at least twenty eight points. I don't and know. I think they're averaging 31 this year. Yeah. Like they got the top offense points. I guess it's hard to imagine slowing them down. So I think playing them in a dome would be a little bit better for the Saints than having to go up there and have their offense translate to the cold weather. Yeah. Because Roger's ready. Roger's ready. And <laughs> <laughs> just to be honest, he's ready. Man, let's shift this over he to the AFC for a little bit, though, Bell, man. The most surprising and the most shocking win for me this weekend was the Cleveland Brown jumping out early with 35-7 to seven at one point man. on the Tennessee Titans. Baker Mayfield, yeah. four, four first-half touchdowns. Uh, yeah. This this Cleveland Browns team, this, this Jekyll and Hyde, because some games you look and be like, ah, you know, Chubb and Hunt going to lead the way, but to see Baker go out there throwing four touchdown passes, relying on him more this game, because you knew they were going to sell out to stop the run. Baker, Bayfield, dog. And, like, when I'm seeing the, the Browns 9-3, and three, I'm like, man, this 2020 really is weird. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, Browns, the Browns is a winning team, and they came out and dominated, bro. Henry looked scared. Henry looked kind of spooked. Like, I don't know. Like, cause that D line was eating at the at the point of attack. Yeah. Miles Garrett came like, back. That was a big help. Yeah. And I didn't know they had Sheldon Richardson in the middle too. Yeah. That's another he's a wall. He's a big wall in the middle, bro. The so, Browns looked impressive, man. Yeah. I can't I can't lie, they looked impressive. And, and like with the Steelers going down, are they the favorite? Could they be the best team in that conference, like today, with how they're playing? Uh nah. There's a there's a man out there in Kansas City. They got something to say about that. Not in the conference, but in their division. Oh, in their division, bad. yeah. Um, not the not the conference, the division. Yeah. If Baker Mayfield plays on another level, yeah. If if Baker plays like that, yeah, they're probably the best team in their conference, just based on quarterback play. You know, because like the Steelers, it was kind of iffy, and then we don't know what the Ravens are doing. They look like the most solid because I feel like they have an identity. Like, yeah, now, run, yeah, run you know the ball. What they gonna do, man? Run a lot, not a little bit. Yeah, man, Chubb and Chubb is showing how, and he's solid. And I thought he was the second best running back coming off of his college team, but he's showing that he's not like super flashy. He just like does the right thing. He hits the holes, and yeah. he's hard to tackle. And he's shifty oh, too, man. He fast. He fast. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I like watching him play. Then also, like he, he surprised me the most out of everybody on that team. Yeah, but the most surprising team this year has to be, besides the Browns, 
the Buffalo Bills, after so many years of going through so many quarterbacks, they yeah, finally found their guy. Night. Finally found their guy. I watched him last night. And That's I was not tough, high man. on they got Yeah, I wasn't high on Josh Allen coming out that draft. Don't think nobody was. You didn't really see him in college. Where did he play at? Wyoming. Yeah, like we didn't really get to see him. <laughs> didn't see him play one time. Nah, I didn't see. That. I was like, man, who is this dude? But man, I heard Mel Kiper. Yeah, I heard it was Mel Kiper and Tommy Shea talk about. Him. I'm like, who is this kid? Man, he's big. I didn't know he was that big last night. Like. They got a physical team, bro. They went like they went head up with the Niners last night. You know the Niners were the toughest teams in the league. Yeah, just even just though they injured, decimated, you, they still a tough team. They still tough. They still like tough. You gonna have to come out there and hit. Like you saw a couple hits last night. Like they were freaking playing football. It was seemed like it was a little old fashioned kind of game last night. But that's an uh, underrated receiving court out out there in Buffalo, though. Very underrated. Yeah, because, you know, Stefan, this is his first time becoming the number one in school. He's showing why he wanted to get from up under Thielen Wing. Yeah. Like, I think he, well, he had 10 catches last night. Jim Cole, like, no Cole Beasley. Old staple in that Cowboys offense. Yeah. Um, who, uh, the best slot receiver in the game. Yeah. Yeah, you can argue that. Edelman, yeah, since Edelman, you know, Edelman out, you know, you can say Beasley. Yeah, you can say yeah. that. Him and Russell Gage. I, I between him and Russell Gage. Yeah, Jarvis Landry and that too. Oh, I forgot Jarvis. Yeah, yeah Jarvis a true slot receiver. Yeah. He's starting to come on these last couple of weeks. They say he finally healthy. You know, he had that hip surgery. Oh, okay. So it took him a minute to get. It took him a minute to get going, but he's starting to catch fire. I think he scored the last two or three weeks in a row. So that's big time, right there. You know, good. having him, having him yeah. fully healthy, going for the stretch oh, yeah. run. Oh yeah, he's a dog. He ain't scared. And then uh, that he is not scared. <laughs> Then out out there in Tampa Bay, man. Um, what's going on out there? What's up with Tom? Nobody really knows. Yeah, nobody really knows, Russ. Like it's a lot of cameras and hype around it. But Tom ain't the same, but something different. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's something that looks weird over there in Tampa. And I think it's just the first year jitter. Like I think they may be a little more solid team next year, to be completely honest. That, I, I think they'll slip in and get a wild card. And hopefully they get the wild card that'll play against the, the winner of the NFC uh East. So they'll have a I don't chance, think they wanna but, play them. Cause that that's yeah, probably the, that's two top ten defenses. The Giants were playing great defense. The Redskins yeah. have the number one pass defense in the league. I, I, that's that'd be a tough out. And and I the Redskins can get after you. Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Jaron Allen. They have a solid defense. Yeah. And then you got check down yeah. Allen. He's not going through a, a bad interception. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to do it and make the right play. Yeah, I mean, he's going to throw it to the check down. All else fails, throw it to the check down, throw it away. But yeah. uh, I think that was a bad match, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, because Bruce Arians, if you if you know Bruce Arians, you know he likes to attack downfield. You have two, down, you two, have two big play receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They – 
the type of quarterback Tom Brady is at this point in his career, that, that it felt like a bad match to me. I thought maybe San Francisco would be a better match for Tom Brady, you know? Okay, I can see that. But it's like, Arians, why wouldn't you want to adjust to the guy who's won six rings? You have not won anything with that throwing down the field. Oh, he won. Or did he win one time with Pittsburgh? Uh, he like, won, he won with Pittsburgh. He ever worked. Yeah, when has that philosophy really truly ever worked? And like, you got the right quarterback. Man, no what, yeah, you got to. You got to have the right quarterback. And Tom might not be it. Yeah, because he's doing it on a consistent level, you know? Yeah, you had Peyton early in his career. You had uh, you had Andrew Luck at the beginning of his career. You went to Arizona. You had Carson Palmer. Yeah, you had Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer, Jameis. You has a big arm, and then now you have mm-hmm. Tom Brady, who really can't push the ball downfield, but he's trying to. Yeah, it's just not working. You can see it's his algorithm too. Yeah, it seems like he just never really get the rhythm. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's weird watching yeah. Tom play with them. And I, I thought, you know, him breaking the A.B. would kind of help, you know, him and Scotty Miller. But it's too many weapons. You know, you got uh, O.J. Howard, Gronk, Cameron Brake, Scotty Miller, A.B., Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. And you got two good running backs, but you're throwing the ball so much, you're just neutralizing the, the ability to run the ball. Yeah. And it's too, yeah, too you want to use all your weapons. weapons. I I think they having the same problem that Cleveland had last year. It's so many weapons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And kind of new. That's what um, they were saying. I want to report that bringing Gronk and AB in probably hurt them a little bit. Yeah. Like they already had enough stars. They already had enough targets, you know? And did To where they, they didn't necessarily need those two, but Tom wanted them. You yeah. know? I just realized Sean McCoy was on that team. <laughs> yeah, he's a third running back. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I would be playing him because he he's a Tom Brady running back. He can catch the ball at the backfield. Uh, you mm. can do a lot of shot. I mean, you can, Ronald Jones and Lil Fonell are power runners. Like they they're not receiving yeah, backs. Down here. Yeah, I I, I would be playing. Him. Yeah, I'll be playing McCoy a little bit more if you want to play that type of type of offense. You know, you want to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. But it's great. He, he may start using him a little bit more. Uh, we shall see. I like to see Shady man, get him a ring. Yeah, man, they in the they're headline every week though, bro. I guess just because Tom Brady he carries a lot of media with him. Yeah, but um, I don't I don't I don't know if they're that good. Like their defense started off hot, but then they're kind of coming back down to earth if you yeah. run the ball straight at them. Yeah, young, it's a it's a young a, a great front seven. You have Devin White and yeah, uh, linebackers and Levante uh, David, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. You got Indomitian Sue. You got a good a great defensive line. The back end real young. A lot of first second year players out there. Because uh, one of my mm-hmm. uh, still a still in the draft me was Antoine Winfield Jr. going to Tampa Bay because he's a playmaker. <laughs> But you can take advantage of that. Early. Yeah, you yeah. can you can take advantage of that youth though. And then leaving Tyreek Hill one on one, that's <laughs> that's that insanity. Yeah, that was murder, bro. Yeah, that wasn't even right. Insanity. <laughs> and speaking of Tyreek, yeah, man, right. let's let's get to the Sunday night game, Broncos, Chiefs. Um 
Broncos played defense, played a hell of a game, stayed in the whole game. Uh, just bad offense from Denver. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, didn't play his best game, but one they won, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I I seen a trend this season of he hasn't had. Well, he'll never ever recreate his first year. But it has been some games where he has struggled against some of the better defenses in the league. The Chargers. And watching, yeah. The Chiefs. I mean, not Chiefs. Uh, obviously, the Broncos twice. Um, it, the uh, New England, uh, one of the better defenses, struggled against them a little bit. And I just... In the playoffs, you know, there's going to be some Pittsburgh obviously going to have a great – because obviously things either going to run through Pittsburgh, can't, Pittsburgh and Kansas City if things go the way it's supposed to go. And Pittsburgh has a pretty good defense if it comes down to them to an AFC championship game. Man, Denver had a great, great game plan. They were just going to let them itch their way down the field. It seems like Kansas City only struggled when they got to the red zone, when the field was short. You know, that's oh, yeah, so it's compact. High-flying, and yeah, and like you double Kelsey, and then you good in the red zone, and that's what they were doing. I think they had like four or five red zone visits without a touchdown. And, like, I think a lot of teams watched and saw that philosophy that Denver runs, so they're going to see that a lot more where teams will just back off and just let him get the little 5, 10, 15-yard dinks until they get into the red zone and double Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what they were doing, and it was working. And all so they like, did I was, was like, man, one play from the quarterback. They, <laughs> I was like, man, did we see a flaw? Like, I, I pretty much – I think that may be – because, you know, every team has a type of weakness. Yes. And I think that may be Kansas City's their red zone offense. Because they can't run the ball. Nah, they can't. They it, can't. Not consistently. Yeah, it's Clyde in the doghouse because he didn't get no PT the other night. Nah, he had the flu. He oh, had the okay. Flu when he was a game time decision, and then he just didn't play him. So okay. I guess he must have had a bad case of it. And I thought Le'Veon, like, I ain't gonna lie, before the game, I tweeted that we may see Vince's Le'Veon, but I think he's lost the step. I seen, I he seen that tweet. Bit. Yeah, he look, he look, he a little bit slower than <laughs> like even you know remember he started off slow and he just burst. Yeah, but it's like he ain't even had that second burst in him no more. Well, so. I think his running style with that, I don't. Kansas City doesn't have the greatest offensive line like Pittsburgh had, so I think that mm-hmm. tiptoe uh, find find a uh, find a whole kind of style he has. It does it won't work in that offense. Yeah. But he, I mean, he's a great receiver out the backfield. So, I mean, just having that ability, he's, he's going to get playing time. Yeah. And I still think he'll get spelled back. But Elair, I think he fits a little bit better in that offense. Yeah. Like now, watching Le'Veon get the full game. Because Elair had a couple games where he had like 120, 125. Right. Right. 51 game. Yeah. I, I think he, uh, He's a he's a kind of running back. He sees he first hole he gone and you know Le'Veon yeah. just Tim tip like his running style does not fit. It you have to have a great you have to have a a very good offensive line for Le'Veon Bell to, for his running style. Mm-hmm. 
But I uh, since yeah, taking that year off, yeah, just taking that year off. I think ever since he came back, he hasn't been the same running back. Mm-hmm. But he's played on he played on New York, a bad team for two years. So, mm-hmm. but to get to New York, um, <laughs> the Raiders squeeze away a win against the Jets oh, on the last play. Um, defensive coordinator Greg Williams from New York Jets cover zero. Cover zero blitz. And after the game, Marcus May said, yeah, at the end of the day, we have to execute, but at the same time, don't why put us in such a bad position? I'm like, why would you rugs is four is four two five. Um I, you got Hunter Renfro. I'm pretty sure he's a four, 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 five guy. And I'm like, why would you do that at the end of the game? Why not just play prevent? <laughs> And they say he was just being who he's always been. So, like, some people was like, that's what you get when you're when you playing under Greg Williams. Like, you get this crazy, unpredictable. Yeah, not unpredictable, but, like, you know what he's going to do, kind of. Well, there's, there's the rumor going around that there's a conspiracy that – that the call came from upstairs to, to lose that throw that game because they want that pick. <laughs> <laughs> they want Trevor Lawrence that bad. Yeah. They just like, just blitz them. We don't want to win. Yeah. And luckily that for the Raiders that they didn't lose to the Jets, bro. Because I got a couple friends who are diehard Raiders fans and I was ready to laugh. I was ready to kind of laugh it off, but the Raiders pulled it off at the end because that would have been kind of embarrassing, brother. The Jets really are like not a great team. And they literally may go 0 16. Well, I hate that for them because they, they played so hard the whole game and just to give it up. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, and at, and at the end of the day, I'm like, you're the head coach. I'm pretty, well, you've been on the sidelines, Bill. Obviously. All the play calls, the coach, the head coach knows what's being called. At that point, it shouldn't you go? Shouldn't you just overrule it? Like, no, we playing prevent. They chill out. They <laughs> yeah. chill out. We ain't running that. You know, he just let it go. Gates know he out too. Like, I think yeah. the whole coaching staff know that they're out. So yeah, like, he ain't really care. But uh, I don't think he really cared. Or to stay on the Jets, to keep staying on the Jets. You know, we all know at this, this the whole coaching staff, probably uh, GM, all of them, they're probably out the door. Um, I can't speak on GM because I don't know how who they would go get for their team. But head coaching mm-hmm. wise, who do you think would be a good fit for their team? With Trevor Lawrence. Can I add it? Can I say if they get Trevor Lawrence? If if he if he doesn't say I'm not playing for New York, yeah, let's say that. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well, be a great coach for him. I don't know. I feel like it should start with defense, man. Like if it, I know your offense, you want to, but I think your team really need to start if you're trying to build something solid. And I like the guy from the, the Niners, the defensive coordinator, Robert Salah. Yeah, like his name get brought up a lot. Like either him or the OC for Kansas City. Big B enemy. yeah, one of them. Like I could see B enemy with Trevor Lawrence, which would be fun yeah. to see him kind of run from like wide open. Yeah, I was um, thinking Hugh Jackson maybe. 
don't know, but he's ready for New York, man. He's fucking <laughs> in Cleveland. And he still be talking, you know what I'm saying? So he's trying to stay close. He's yeah. Like, he still be commenting and all that. I don't know if he's ready for New York. Cause uh I I love I, I love Robert Salad's defense coordinator from Frisco and I uh mm-hmm. I, Eric Bienemy deserves a job too, head coaching job. Yeah, but, if I'm if I'm anybody looking for coaches right now, then the first two that I'm looking at. I don't want them to go to the Jets because I know I know the Jets are gonna be bull driving. That's is it they cause they're gonna be on a short leash. Yeah, but not necessarily. I don't know. Maybe they'll give them a little bit more time to like actually do something. That's what I'm saying. Defensive minded coaches, it seems like they give them a couple more years than they do the guys who are coming in and supposed to be like offensive minded. But they trade. But and we don't know what Josh McDaniel going to do either, bro. Like I would never give him another shot <laughs> after what he pulled with Detroit. You think you think, you think he just going to wait it out till till Belichick hang it up? I don't think like he can function without Belichick. I don't think I. I think this. <laughs> it's certain. It's just like it's yeah. I just don't think he can function without Belichick. I mean, we seen what he did with Denver. He didn't want to go to Detroit. Or was it Detroit? No, the Colts. He didn't want to go to the Colts. He backed out of that the last mm-hmm. second. Um, I. I mean. Rob, yeah, Robert Sally would Sally. I, I can't. I know I'm butchering his name, but I think he would would be the best. Like you say, it starts with defense. If I'm the Jets, though, you already traded away all your best players from Leonard Williams, Sheldon Richardson. Um, you, you <laughs> trade away everything. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Uh, I'm trading that first pick. I'm getting picks and players back. Whatever I got to do. I'm going to keep Sam Donald. I'm going to play. I'm going to play out that rookie contract. I'm going to give him one last shot and see what he can do if he actually had an offensive line in a pretty decent defense. Uh, all right, a, a defense that can keep you in the game. Yeah, at that, blow the game. Yeah, because at that point, if I give you enough to where uh, you can win games, and you still show me that you can't win. Okay, it's time to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, New York is, I mean, <laughs> that is a bad, I mean, the Jets are, they haven't really had success yeah. since what Ty Bowles went 10 and 6 with them. And they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, it's been a while since they've been actually relevant. Race Ryan, since Race Ryan was there. Yeah, and I love. I think Ray Ryan should get another shot at as a head coaching job too. I I don't think he was a bad coach. Yeah, I oh, just maybe don't know if he built for this league. Man, I think this league got too soft for him, man. Yeah. He old fashioned. Or oh, maybe maybe a defensive coordinator job. Well, you probably want to be a head coach most of the time now. Yeah, if he if he leave that that job he got now. Yeah, he's more, I think he'll do here, but he want to be a head coach. Or oh, maybe do maybe do the college ride like Herm Edwards. <laughs> 
Yep. And just chilling too. Yep. But oh, to go to college real quick, man. Oh, I feel bad for LSU fans. Ooh, I feel bad. Hey, it's okay, man, LSU. The universe has balanced it itself again. It's balanced again. <laughs> man, but to be completely honest, this is what LSU fans have been used to though the last ten years. Like last year was kind of like it's an a blip. outlier. We. Yeah, we just did our thing in that one year, man. Bama dominates everybody. <laughs> yeah, the, the like universe balances itself. Yeah, bro. And like it was just, everybody knew it was coming too. I still talk a little trash just to warm it up, but everybody yeah. knew it. Like basketball numbers. Man, hey, I'll tell man. you what. Alabama is linebacker you, is wide receiver you, and is running back you. <laughs> Uh, D might be D. They got five stars everywhere. Might be DBU too, cause they got a bunch in the league that's that's playing real good right now. Anything from there from the tide is about that, bro. And, I don't know what second guy that was going over there. And I, it was an argument between my brothers one day, and this is when Les Miles was still there, and the argument was. If you had the choice between LSU and Alabama, where would you go play? And OJ was like, I'm going to play for Bama because Nick Saban going to get me to the league. And Ryan was like, I'm going to play for Les Miles because he a player's coach, you know? And I sat there and thought mm-hmm. about it. And I was just thinking about it. Like, I was like, dang. I mean, you're going to enjoy yourself at LSU, you know, Les Miles a players, you know, Les Miles, you know. But Nick Saban, he he gonna get me to that lead. <laughs> One thing Man. about it. What first or second round too? Like <laughs> you gonna be one of the top niggas in top the draft. You going top four rounds. Man, what coming out of Bama? And unless you went to the tide, they picking you up. Unless you the quarterback, which you know, Tua Tagovailoa was an outlier. You know, mm-hmm. an Alabama quarterback yeah, going man. that high. Him and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went first and second round. Jalen Hurts, Alabama by way of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, man, man that that was it. He got going. On. He got something special going on over there, dog. Oh yes, yeah, the jump. Like we can't yeah. quite see it right now, but man, he man, he dominated. I bet you had a top recruiting class again. Yeah. yeah. What bothers me the most about this whole rivalry with him is. Bunch of his playmakers be from Louisiana. Like he yeah. can still come to Louisiana and take our kids, dog. Like, you, well, you know what's crazy? Linebackers <laughs> from Baton Rouge. The f- stop top block. receivers from cornerbacks, man, safeties. All from Louisiana. But you know what's crazy, Bill? Um, what Doom Les Miles was what succeeded with Nick Saban. Nick Saban was willing to change. Like, hey, I can't line up and run the ball fifty times a game. With a stud running back, I gotta go. I gotta put. I gotta spread it out and score points. I can't do this no more. And I think losing to. Oh, I think losing to Ohio State. Uh, cause he always has trouble. He always had trouble with spread quarterbacks. And for Nick Saban, you know, a guy who's like this, the way we gonna win for him to change. I think that's what started separating Alabama and LSU. 
Because yeah. <laughs> Les Miles didn't want to change. Took, it took a while, yeah, and, and Les never did change. That's what got him fired. And I think you know Eddie, you know Orgeron. I I like Orgeron. I like Ed Orgeron, but he more of a recruiter than a coach. Man, yeah, I think and Joe he's a, Brady. I ain't gonna lie, Joe Brady made that go last yeah. year. He brought Nobody, New Orleans. That was, yeah. that. that was yeah. New Orleans. That was New Orleans Saints. Man, part two. I wish they could have kept him. They yeah. wish they could have kept him. Bro. But I knew, I knew he was gonna parlay that. Yeah, I knew he was gonna parlay that yeah, to that an offensive it. job in the NFL. Which he's not doing yeah, a bad job in Carolina. He's actually, I think he's over in Chino or what he has. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Carolina, like, they had won a couple games in a row. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he got them. You know, they won with a backup quarterback, so. Yeah. Like, but I, I think. I think he's over. I think he'll be a head coach one day. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, plus with all the allegations going on right now at LSU with the sexual assault things, I think maybe uh, Ed job, his days are numbered at LSU and having a bad year. Doesn't help that maybe they give him like another year or two to write the ship, but I I think maybe next December LSU maybe will be I'll looking for another coach. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, it's not just with on field performance. You know, it's things like I say the allegations going on, why everything going on, why under his watch. I think just all that, and mm-hmm. if he have another lose season, they're just getting him out of there. They already. I mean, the they, allegations be kind of wild. You never know where they can go, and then. That guys do getting caught up in the league, and now it's starting to put all kind of strain on it. Yeah. So, uh, to get back to NFL, I did have something else I wanted to bring up about college, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, Ohio State, Michigan's off this weekend, so Ohio State won't be able to participate in the Big Ten championship game because they didn't meet the requirement of six games. So, what it's looking like right now. Indiana's going to the championship game against um, Northwestern, but yeah. meeting, but the way it's looking, they're gonna change the rules so Ohio State get in because they want to get into that playoff. Either, they gotta let them in, right? yeah, either Ohio State Indiana's gonna play again this Saturday, or uh, they'll change the rule to where. Uh, Ohio State can play in the championship game against Northwestern, which I don't want to see that rematch anyway because Indiana lost their starting quarterback for the year. who He was playing well, yeah. too. Yeah. So I don't think and I want to see that rematch. Yeah, Michael uh, Michael Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix, yeah. something like that. He was playing good. I think he's going to be on a lot. I think he's going to be an underrated quarterback next year. Yeah, I think they got to find a way to let Ohio State get in there, bro, because like, really, yeah. That's the they only chance the for the college football playoff. Yeah. They got to let them in. That's the only way it's going to be entertaining for people to want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll just be who? Bama and Clemson? Uh, Bama, no. Uh, Bama, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame Bama, Notre Dame. Uh, BYU. Yeah. Got BYU lost their chance. They lost the coast of Carolina. Um, I would have to look that up. <laughs> Yeah, Clemson. I think Clemson still like four. They still top four, even after the loss to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, they didn't slide that far because they ain't have Trevor. I want to see that rematch though. I want to see what what they would do do too. the backup, yeah, the backup played a hell of a game. He he next up in Clemson. 
Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I won't but see them with Trevor. They went to all them overtime. Yeah. They went to all those overtime with the backup, bro. I think with Trevor, they blowing out. You think? I really do think. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I really do. And this I is, really think that, bro. I think this is an obvious for Clemson defensively. Yeah, their whole team is off this year, to be completely honest. Like, they're not as strong as they've been in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I think they're still a lot better than Notre Dame, even from watching that game. You know? Oh, yeah, they way better. I mean, you just had, I mean, in the quarterback, I mean, like I say, the back, I can't say his last name. I'm just going to say DJ. He played. Yeah, his name, wow. Yeah, Uga, Uga Aloha or something. But he played a hell of a game. He played a hell of a game. And I think it's just, it's like Clemson is the new Alabama. They don't, they don't, you know, rebuild. They just reload. They up there every year too, bro. And I don't know if he ever want to go to the league or try something else. But I like their coach too. I'm not a fan of Dabo because I'm not a fan of him because well, of some of the things he say. <laughs> I like him just because he say it. Like you know, a bunch of them coaches don't say nothing. They yeah. just go about it. I like the fact that he do talk a little bit. He kind of got a little Urban Meyer in him a little bit to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. My my thing was like the whole COVID thing. He's like, no, these boys got to go out there and play. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Put them on the field. I'm like, what the hell? This dude crazy, man. They need to play football stage now. Yeah, but um, college basketball has started. Already has been right. some cancellations. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for them all year, bro. I think that's going to be one of the hardest ones to get right. Yeah. All of the sporting events. Um, like, you know, college basketball been down the last couple of years, though, bro. Like, yeah. I think people are not following it as much either. Okay, but I had the rate. I had the rankings: Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, number three, like you said, and Ohio State four. I'm trying to. If Ohio State don't get in there, who's five? That's what I'm looking for right now. Five. No, no, they'll probably have Oklahoma five. <laughs> oh, man. No, Texas A&M is five and Florida is six. So that Alabama-Florida right, SEC right. championship game is big. It's going to be pivotal. That's I big because if – So f- if Florida wins and Alabama loses, do you kick Clemson out? And keep Alabama in. With the one loss. With the one, with the loss. one loss. But Clemson's playing in a ACC championship game, though. Yeah, and then Clemson would have lost to a top to a top two team, but that's going to be a tough choice. But wait, I thought uh, Notre Dame and Clemson would have to play again the ACC championship. They do play again. Oh, so this is about to get interesting. They do play again. So, Ohio. So one of them getting knocked out. So, the Ohio State, Ohio State, that turns into a bigger thing now if Ohio State doesn't play. Because then, if Florida wins and Notre Dame loses and Ohio State's not playing, do you kick Notre Dame out and put Texas AM and m in, in Florida in with Florida Alabama? The SEC team. Three SEC, SEC team. Three SEC and three one SEC team. And one ACC <laughs> team. This is getting interesting now. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be watching championship weekend. That's why they got to let Ohio State play or let them in. They got to have, they got to let them 
If not, it's going to be very one-sided, like you just said. Because I think Clemson going to beat Notre Dame. Like, I'm not even putting Notre Dame in there right now. But wait, does it outlaw, though, Bill? You got Iowa State sitting at seven with one loss. Big 12. Big 12. I ain't seen them play. Very, it's a solid team. Big 12 12 teams, they just going to be another Oklahoma to me. Well, actually, they just come out and get the right matchup. If they got the right matchup, they'll throw you out of there. Well, actually, Iowa State plays pretty good defense. Okay. You know they're going to throw the ball for sure. Oh, yeah, they got a quarterback. Oh, yeah, they got a quarterback. They got a pretty good quarterback. This is interesting. Okay, so this Ohio State decision, this Big Ten decision is it's gonna be big. It's huge. It's huge, bro. They gotta listen, kids. That's that's not gonna man, you know, this virus is wild, but yeah. I hope they figure out a way to let those kids play. Then you got Cincinnati that's undefeated at eight and them in Tulsa, and that's that's every, this is big. This is real big. I, I did not. I did not know this. I really wish they would extend it this year, though, bro. Like you see how the NFL added one extra. I wish they would extend it a little bit. Well, they canceled. Out, they canceled a lot of um, bowl games. They canceled a lot of uh, non-conference games. So you know, Alabama always play a. They always play somebody at non-conference every year. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of teams that missed out. Like BYU, BYU played probably one of the weakest schedules in the nation. So them losing the because oh, they yeah. because they needed an opponent to play. They played uh, Coastal no, Carolina. They needed they played well. They are independent, so they all their team all their opponents are non-conference. But losing to Coastal Carolina okay. really hurt them. Because like most of the teams they were playing canceled this season, so they had to do a a schedule on the fly. Okay. So this is getting crazy. But Coastal Carolina, I, I shoot, that's a sneak that's a sneaky team right there too. Well, they gotta pay the Raging Cajuns for the champion Sunbelt Championship. <laughs> and this is a one loss. Right. I think that was they only lost to Coastal Carolina, so that's gonna be a big game. This is getting interesting. Right. I'm gonna pay attention now to college. I didn't pay attention this year. Yeah, I ain't been watching it. I ain't gonna lie, I have just been watching pro sports this year. I'm kinda not that I'm off the NCAA, bro, but it's just It's I don't extortion. Know, it's the highest level of extortion you yeah, can find. Bro. Legal like extortion. Man, it's one of the <laughs> It's one of the biggest scams ever, and people are noticing it now. And that's why when allegations have come out, like, why did, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, I never like, was when going on at LSU, like the recruiting violations they have them everyone, like. Oh, if you, if know. nobody if nobody's ever watched this, we should do like a sports movie of the week. People should watch Bell, and I think <laughs> for the first one, I'm gonna nominate Blue Chips. All right, that's that old. old that's old. That's old. Oh, what is that? Early two thousand. No, that's that's not. That's 90. early nine. That's Penny yeah. Hardaway was in that movie before he got to the league. <laughs> yeah, that's with Shaq, yeah. Penny Hardaway, some other guy, but uh, Nick Nolte. Uh, so my my uh sports movie of the week I'm nominating is Blue Chips. If you never watched it, go. That's the one right there. I may have to go rewatch it. I've heard of it. I think I've watched it once, but it don't it don't ring a bell. Yeah. 
So now, uh, we we've been doing football talk for a while, man. Let's get to this NBA. Let's get to this NBA. My boy Harden ain't show up to camp. My man was spotted in the strip club again. <laughs> he say, "Hey, look, the Sixers sound good right now. So y'all trade me to somebody that's a contender." But. Daryl Moore, who's now in Philly, said he not giving up Simmons in that bead. So Harden's at the impasse right now. So either he just going to sit out and be just be like, I'm not playing. Or the Rockets need to find a way to trade him. Or Harden need to show up and just play this season out. <laughs> Man, he turned down that huge contract. Two years, 100 so, like, million. You know, you know he don't want to play, but... Supposedly he reported a few hours ago, so he at least showed up. Yeah, but man, but they can't. If they, you Daryl Morey, would you not trade Simmons? Would you not let Simmons go for Horton if you Daryl Morey? Like, see the perfect opportunity think, to do something was last season when they got Al Horford. I would have traded Embiid before I traded Ben Simmons because I know Ben Simmons really. I would have traded Embiid. I would have kept Ben Simmons. I would have built. I would have tried to build a team around Ben Simmons, like Milwaukee has done for Giannis. Giannis can't shoot. They the same player except maybe. Oh well, idiot. Ben Simmons is a, a way better passer. I would have built a team yeah. around Ben Simmons like they did for Giannis Antetokounmpo up in Milwaukee. I, I just. It, it, I, I thought they. Were, I thought. They tried it. It didn't work. Ben Simmons does not. He does. He's he's shown that he does not want to shoot the ball. So why At not? All. So why not? And Doc say he's not. He's not. He's not going to force Ben to shoot the ball. He's not making them. So I would build if this doesn't work this year. I'm shopping Joel Embiid. You were shopping B. I'm sending. I'm matter of fact. I'm sending him to Brooklyn. I'm Brooklyn. No matter. Nah, I ain't shipping him to Brooklyn. Then I gotta play him. I gotta play him. I gotta play him five times a year. The same division. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm shipping. I'm shipping him to Portland. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get McCullum. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the guard. I'm not getting the. I can see that. I'm getting the guard. Either I'm, I'm either there or. You got Ben Simmons. Yeah, I'm 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 shipping them for some shooters and another guard and another like a lead guard. Man, I was thinking to let him let Simmons go. Like I don't know, I think Hart and Embiid they play. Man, I ain't gonna lie, when Embiid on the court, when he ain't injured, bro. But the, the man, ca- I ain't gonna say top five. He at least top seven in the league. That's a bad trade for Houston because you just got John Wall. Yeah, it probably wouldn't fit. That's a bad trade because Ben Simmons has to and have. What, and they ain't got no. They don't have no assets. Like I feel like whatever Houston's asking for, nobody's gonna have it. Oh no! Like, you gonna oh. want a lot. Well, you gonna want a lot. Hard. The thing with Brooklyn Who has the assets. Nope, Brooklyn has the assets. It's just the thing is, if you're Houston, you just don't want Spencer dealing with it. Karis Avert, some draft picks and all that. You want K, you want KD or Kyrie. <laughs> you want a superstar <laughs> for a superstar. So how I look. Matter of fact, I'm trading hard in the Washington just to be petty. <laughs> Go play with Russ again. That's cold. <laughs> Give me Bradley Bill. What about this thing? 
Would you think the Warriors would trade a hurt? Would you take a hurt Clay Thompson for him? I'm not giving and up. Asset. I'm not giving up Clay Thompson out to Golden State Warriors. When he comes back, when it, whenever he comes he, back, at this point, he got raw. You think he, you think he raw in game play? He's a better defense. Well, coming off an Achilles, we're gonna have to see how the movement is as far as playing. We know he can shoot the ball, but a man could probably go out there and spot up and hit about seven threes for you right now, but. I'm talking about like defense because he's one of the best two way wing players in the league. With Harden, I know what I'm getting. He's not he's not going to attempt to play. Maybe with Draymond, he might play some deep. I don't know. They do got the assets though. I I would I would try Wiggins out with John Wall though. That's how you you brought up an interesting trade to Golden State. I wouldn't trade Clay for him, but maybe you can get Wiggins and some draft picks. Wiggins, maybe Ubre, they just got him. Ubre, or did they finalize it. I think he's been finalized. Right. Oh, or maybe, maybe, maybe you try to get Wiseman. Man, ain't no maybe. They gonna have to throw him in there. You got to give me something, <laughs> man. Wiseman and Wiggins. Wiseman Wiggins, y'all can have Boogie. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Boogie just been shot around everywhere, man. Yeah, injuries, bro. Yeah, change your man career fast. Um, that 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 that's that was an interesting team to trade too hard to Golden State. Would that? I mean, would that put them over the top? I mean, they wouldn't win it this year. I don't think they would win it this year. But with Clay coming back next year, hopefully, do you think? Man, it'll be crazy to see. Cause it's gonna take a super team to not run off, but the way the league's shaped right now, the Lakers are the favorite. Well, sure. uh, the team, the team that was supposed to knock them off, the team that was built to knock them off, didn't make it to the conference finals last year, so we'll never know. But uh, <laughs> what about the Clippers. The, the Clippers? I don't know, man. Them losing Montrez Howard to the Lakers. And Lou Williams out of there too. Man, they man, watch. And Harold got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, Harold might go out there man. and Harold might average twenty with AD and LeBron this year. For real, dog. And he gonna be talking. He don't like Paul George. He gonna be talking trash. Paul George. I can see this game. So what about this lineup of deal? But it, but AD AD doesn't like to play the five though. You are gonna have LeBron Schroeder. Harold play the five though. Yeah, Harold played the five. So you'll have Schroeder, LeBron, Harold Davis, and let's say who will be the wing? Who what's a wing? Who's a wing they got on it? I don't You think they'll let Kuzma get in there? Or you'll put KCP and then move LeBron K- to the wing. I'm putting KCP, but I, I like defense, man. Kuzma just he just a uh Kuma just <laughs> He a clown. He a clown. Kuma just he just out there to look good, man. Yeah, he like the little brother that get on your nerves. He hit a yeah, shot every once in a while. Yeah, Kuma, Kuma that, that was me back in the day, man. I'm gonna, I, I just want to be out there and play. I want to get out on the on the asphalt and play, but I ain't about to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Kuma, Every time you get him the court, I'm like, oh man, this nigga in the game. But LeBron, I hate him. Like, I see the way LeBron be looking at him, bro. So yeah, LeBron, I hate when this nigga on the team. Yeah, they nah. can't get rid of him though. <laughs> no, see, Dale no Dimps messed that up. Dale Dimps should have. 
have took all of them when they was offering AD during the season. I would have made that trade. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I would throw KCP out there. I'll put LeBron, I'll put LeBron out there on the wing, little uh, Schroeder and Casey. But you know, KCP three and D, you know, he he earned his contract. He was big in that finals. Yeah, he overachieved, bro. Because at first, everybody think like he's just the weakest thing. And yeah. he was like one of the key pieces that if he didn't show up, the Lakers was going to lose. But he started wetting them shots down the stretch. He started hitting. I got a question for you, Bill. I don't know. Giannis to Miami. If Giannis was on this Miami team this past final, does that make does that put them over the top against the Lakers? I don't know if Giannis and Bam may be too similar players. That's I don't right. Know if they'll get each other way. I don't know if they'll get each other way. What you think? I think Bam Bam a better shooter than, than Giannis to be honest, but the Giannis, but the yeah. defense though that would just be you got Bam, you got Giannis, you got Jimmy Butler, you crazy. can Tyler and Tyler Hero one of my favorite. He remind me of White Chocolate. You got Tyler yeah, Hero. He feels it. He feels it. And and well, the player you want in the Kendrick Nunn, you can just throw anybody in there. That would be the most fearless, versatile bro. team in the league. He's fearless, though. They would be tough, too. You know that. Oh, yeah. That would be the most. that You you switching everything. Uh, it's just the only thing. You just you can just run a zone on them, though. You can just zone them and get them. You wouldn't have no real shooter out there unless you got Duncan and Tyler out there at the same time. I can see Giannis with the Mavericks, bro. If I could see him with anybody. What? Giannis goes to the Mavericks. We, oh, yeah. Like, oh, boy, Porzingis, Porzingis won't get in his way. He more of a stretch seven. Yeah. But you, can, you can still stretch him out. Bill, we just a wing player away. <laughs> right. We a wing player. I guarantee. Man. I mean, we got Tim Hardaway, but come, come on, man. We, we, we like a dominant wing away. Yeah, it's coming soon, bro. Cause the old boy box office, they gotta put something with him. Yeah, he, box office, bro. Hey, I've I've been I've been campaigning for Bradley Bill to Dallas for a long time. You know, I haven't. Man, I would, Washington would not let him go. I would love Bradley. Washington. No, for the right for the right price, I think they will. They like they holding on to that to him. If I'm Mark Cuban anyway, unless we, I mean, I would, I would trade draft picks. I would get Bradley Bill to Dallas. I'm matter of fact, I'm speaking that to existence now. Bradley Bill gonna be in Dallas in the next couple of years. Mortgage your future, Mark. We don't draft good players anyway. We always sign them. Luca was a blip on the radar. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. didn't work out. We shipped him to New York. But if you had the assets, you would go after him or Giannis. I'm going after Bill. Giannis on the market. Giannis on the market, bro. I'm, I'm going out. I ain't going to lie. I'm going. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going after Bradley. Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill got that dog in him, Bill. <laughs> you gonna take him over two time MVP? I'm taking him over Giannis. I, I'm being honest with you. Dang, you gonna like this guy? And what's so I like? I saw his numbers, but you know, Washington ain't get that much TV time, so yeah. I ain't never really just watched him go. I thought John like I, I thought John Wall was holding him back. That's why I said last episode, I thought that was a bad Westbrook gonna hold him back some more. But then I thought about it, I say, well no. Maybe maybe Westbrook will dish the ball because Westbrook gonna get you ten assists. Yeah, 
Yeah, Westbrook, yeah. He gonna get you the same, yeah. He gonna, yeah, he gonna pass it to his teammates. He is. He going for his triple-double. He's trying to get back to old run. This 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 the next summer gonna give him the ball. Next summer gonna be interesting with Giannis though. I want to see what's gonna happen. Man, they better trade that boy before the deadline. <laughs> or they ain't gonna get nothing. <laughs> but uh, well, we know this other Texas team out there. They finally missed the playoff after all this time. Is one of my rivals. Um, mm-hmm. what does San Antonio, San Antonio do? I mean, Demar opted in to his twenty seven million dollars. He said he got unfinished business, and I'm like, what business is that you got that's unfinished <laughs> in San Antonio? <laughs> yeah, he just talking. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Paul Judge talking about I want to stay here for life. <laughs> yeah, he just talking, right? He just sounded to the reporter. Man, what what San Antonio move is you? You know, they it's probably gonna take them a couple more years to get back in it. And because they build from the draft, they gotta build from the draft. The draft and international get, players. They don't get big time players to come to that market free agent wise. So I think it'll take them a couple more years to be relevant again. Like the Rosen should have got out of there when he had a chance. I ain't even gonna lie to he you. He could probably sit on Dallas. He could probably sit on Dallas team. Who? The Rosen? Yeah. Nah, I need somebody that can shoot threes, Bill. Like I'm, I'm, I like this he's new mid range. Yeah, he's so, and I love the mid range jumper, but it just when they when you hot from three, man, that mid range jumper just useless. <laughs> right. But, right. But he, I mean, in San, I mean, San Antonio gonna bring out the best, and he did average a career high in assists in San Antonio. Yeah, it's because nobody was in his way. It was like the first time he was like the man on the team, too. You know, he was in Toronto. He kind of had to share the ball with Kyle all Lyle, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it was like his show. But if I was a free yeah, agent, bet I would want to go to San Antonio. That's a nice city. Yeah, but I don't know why they don't never attract the big, big names it, like that. They usually draft them. Yeah, it must be boring. It must really be boring over there. Gotta be. It's either San Antonio or Miami. I, I'm not an LA guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have two people can take the LA market, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not LA. LA is just for business. <laughs> that's why Brian went over there. Yeah, that, that's, LA and New York is for people with a lot of business. I I don't believe anybody really wants to live there unless you was born there. Yeah, I but we oh, talked yeah. about uh top three draft picks last week, man. I know like who's gonna have the most immediate impact, but who's what's another who's another draft pick that you think is gonna have an impact this year, you know, first year? First year draft. <clears throat> it's hard to look past those top three, bro. Cause like I don't know if it, I don't know if it was a drop off, but <laughs> I, I like the guy. Uh, I like I like I like the little kid going into the magic. Was Anthony? Oh, Anthony! I think you think he'll play early on. He kind of similar to DJ Augustine. I can see them kind of like transitioning to him. He's big. He, he's Greg a Anthony son. Yeah, he might be. He's a bigger DJ. He, he's six three. He, he's a score. He's streaky though. Well, I say that he played on a bad team where he had to. He was the primary scorer. Like, he had nobody, no help. So, mm-hmm. his efficiency wasn't great, but you really can't, on a 
college is really kind of hard with a dominant score in college because you know most time they don't have great players around them. Because mm-hmm. like Orlando was kind of okay, you that, know what I'm saying? They they weren't that bad of a team. I think. Orlando is just one dominant player away. They just don't. Vucevic is good. They just don't have that guy. Oh, he's nice. Vucevic is nice. you know, Markel, folks, he, you know, he's revived his career in Orlando, but I don't think he, I, I think he's a solid point guard. He's a guy, he's a, he's a glue guy on a championship team. Um, I think they're just one dominant guard away. All right. You got any rookies in mind other than them top three? I like the guy San Antonio drafted Devin Vassell, three and D guy. He fits that he he fits that squad. I don't know. Okay. Pop Pop has a thing. I don't I don't ever see him play rookies that much. So uh, he don't <laughs> don't necessarily, and that's your Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and uh, another guy I really like was a guy the Wizards drafted, uh, Dingy Avadi. I hope I'm saying mm-hmm. this name right. He's a guard from uh, the Middle East. Uh, he's a very good guard. Yeah. I, I want to see him play. How that's going to work out with Westbrook, him, and Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, I got a cool. go ahead. Yeah, they are. It's, it's always like up and down with the rookies, bro, because you like, it seems like if you not like one of those top three guys, it's like they don't even talk about them that much. Like you don't even really know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the last couple of years, you had the Morants, you had the Zion Wilson, you had the Jason Tatum. You had the people that they talk about a lot, so you know it. It's like they always like top three. Like it's rare that we hear somebody that's like mid level, you know, 13th overall pick that does well. Just, uh, just think, Philly traded up. To get folks, and he probably would have failed mm-hmm. to him anyway, because Boston was picking yep. Jason Tatum regardless. It didn't matter. Yeah, and everybody missed that. Like they missed, and the Lakers missed because Tatum be, turned out to be the best one out of that class. Who was it? It was it. Yeah, it was folks ball. Right. I mean, it was folks yeah, ball and Tatum. Tatum. Wow! Yeah. Just imagine Tatum on the Lakers. <laughs> but, uh, Tatum with the Sixers right now it's Tatum Simmons and um and B like I think that fits that that team fits together I also like them Knicks picking Obi Toppin I think that was an underrated pick right a yeah. lot a lot of people I think, want- he, I think he might be the oh I think he may be the most underrated in the draft because he went the traditional route he played all his years of college but yeah I think he may be the most pro ready like you ain't gonna have to worry about him sitting down and learning much. Yeah, because they were gonna be ready to play off the rip. Yeah, they was killing the Knicks for not taking Tyrese Halliburton, but I thought Obi Toppin was good. Plus, you plus it's New York, man. You need some, you need somebody yeah. in there to feel the seats. That man, he's a high flyer. Yeah, he's from there too. You know, what yeah, he's so, like he at home. Yeah, yep. I like him. Oh, I like Clyburn. I don't know if you see the bowl bowl highlights, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I'm guessing my three for the whole season. Hey, they say bowl bowl supposed to play some more this year. Man, they show them clips and practice bowl bowl out there balling. <laughs> man, I, just, I, I do want to see him do good for some reason, bro. Him and Taco, I man. Him ball. 
in the basketball. <laughs> ball ball looks so strange out there, man, but he can shoot, he can dribble, he can jump, like he's skinny and long, bro. But it, you know, he got that juice passed out for generations, bro. Yeah. Generational juice. Man, they said so ball ball was like fifty good. when he was playing in the league. Uh Manute Bowl. Yeah. They said yeah, they said he was like yeah. fifty. I was like, What? Yeah, still in the league. You uh, know, they be kind of messing with some people's age and stuff. Yeah. And I think one of the most underrated picks of the draft came in the second round. He played for the he's drafted by the Wizards. Well, he traded to the Wizards from the Thunder. Cassius Winston from Michigan State. I think he's gonna be a great backup guard to Russ when he come out the game. You know how to win. Four year player. You know play with Tom Izzo. He a winner. So you know he a winner. And, you know, I was not the biggest Michigan State fan back in the day, man. Well, you know, they beat UConn in the Final Four one year, but I, I like I like that program, man. They tough. They consistent, yeah. And they, they pump out tough players, you know. Guys like Draymond and stuff come from there. Yeah. You know he's going to be tough. He's going to be battle-tested. Yeah. He's going to be battle-tested. But, man. But, man, the up. Uh, before we get out of here, man, the last topic, man. We talked about this over the phone before we started. Uh, LeBron was on recently on the Uninterrupted podcast with Shannon Fry, and he said he was hurt from the comments from Kyrie saying that he can't wait to play with KD because he's, he's a clutch, you know, play with somebody with clutch shooting, you know, and he said that hurt him. And I'm thinking, like, it made me think, like, dang, like, you know, the media can say a lot of things by NBA players, but when another NBA player says something about you, it, it really does hurt, especially when you play with them. Yeah, it kind of hit home. Because you, you, you think they don't have no, you know, you, you thinking, like, you know, they've been hearing criticism all their life. You think they would be tough to, you know, but to hear that from somebody that he wanted, you know, he helped win a championship with, you know. But could we, but yeah. should we, I mean, is this isn't this what we should expect from uh Kyrie Irving? He's gonna say what's on his mind. Yeah, and I just think Kyrie and LeBron are two totally different personalities, bro. So Kyrie just kind of sees himself as just talking it out, but when when the media grabs onto it, he already know they're gonna distort his words, and it's, I think he at the point to where he don't even really care. Like he's just like, man, this is just how I felt. I don't think he really was trying to brutally attack LeBron because I think he would have said his name or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he was really just trying to go at him like that. but And also on the other side, flip of the coin, was he telling a lie? I don't think it was a <laughs> he lie. He wasn't telling a lie. He was telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, and that's why I can't be too mad about the comments. And it's gonna be taken however it's gonna be taken, but I think he had some truth to what he was saying. Yeah, I really do. He felt like now I don't have to be the one to make the end of the game shot, which you know he did that. He done. He made the biggest shot probably in NBA history. That was a big shot. Probably in NBA history, bro. That's how big of a shot that was. That hard championship that LeBron talking about, he won. Kyrie made the hardest shot. <laughs> In NBA championship history, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh, other, than, it, other than Jordan and Utah, you know, it was a bigger shot. And to uh, to jump from that to that statement that you just said, 
LeBron said the 2016 championship when he came back, when they came back from 3-1, and this past championship was the hardest championship that he ever won. I beg to differ, Bill. I have, I have a team that beat future Hall of Famers, that beat some great players at that time, the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. They had to play the Portland Trailblazers with B-Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge. They, they had to play the two-time defending champs, the L.A. Lakers. They beat them. And they had to go through KD, Russ, and James Harden and OKC. Then they had to play the Miami Heat Big Three. And it was Dirk and Jason Terry versus them. Uh, I mean, and that was his second best player, Jason Terry. Yeah. Bunch of role players. And a bunch of role. And, and J. Key. I ain't going to call J. Key a role player, you know. When you think At of that a, point in his career, though, he was. I mean, but when you think of point guard, point when you think of a point guard, you think of, you think of me, I think of Jason Kidd and Ray John Rondo. <laughs> okay. You think point. Yeah, when I think point. I feel that. But. I feel that. That was a hard championship. Granted, they yeah. swept the Lakers, but this was the two-time defending champs. Yeah. Portland, Portland with Lamarcus Aldridge. In, I mean, I mean, B. Roy was coming off injury. He came back in the playoffs to play in this series. I get that, but at the B. Roy was a dominant player at you know the time he played. Lamarcus Aldridge was, was was one of the top. You know, he was top ten power forward. He was top ten big in the league. And then you had the the young, you know, you got KD, you got the scoring champion, you got Russell Westbrook, and you got Harden. Man, that's just in the West. And, you know, it, made, it made me, yeah, it made me think about it too, though. After he said that <laughs> a little bit, and I like, I, I feel where he was coming from, but like, this is the first time where anybody like a superstar of his caliber actually got on there and stated his own claim. And I think that's what kind of made it look a little weak. You know, usually you let the critics say these kind of things. But like, Brian, he coming out and saying this stuff, it's like he trying to crown himself also. The GOAT. And yeah. Like, yeah, and I don't know how people take it so much. And then this makes me think about that little meetness per se that they had while they were in a bubble. And like, supposing people like walked out of the meeting because LeBron was giving them his king talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think this is just another part of his king talk. And yeah. I mean, it sounded good. And once again, it had some truth to it. Those were two very tough championships to win. But once I started thinking about it, I thought about the 04 Pistons, man, Ooh. when I started thinking about it. The 05 like Spurs that and beat the Pistons in seven. Yeah, like them two teams. And that Pistons team had to go against. The Pacers, which was Reggie Miller and the boys, Jermaine O'Neal. Then he had to go through Kevin Garnett, and then who were they had with the Timberwolves? Who was who was his guard? Was Marbury his guard then? No, Casale with him. Casale yeah, was his Sam guard. Cassell. And then you went against that Lakers team who had revamped and had five Hall of Famers starting or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had Peyton Malone. Shaq, Kobe, like nobody thought they were going to win that championship. Shoot, when I go back and think about it, I'm thinking like the early, like the the first three people, the teams they had, they had the Knicks, they had mm-hmm. uh, 
Indy. And, so, and then that's when the NBA And that's when the NBA was different So you actually had to play ball Yeah, Indy, <laughs> man, you got Indiana, the Knicks They the same team, so you getting roughed up for two series mm-hmm. uh, or, yeah. I wouldn't say Orlando uh, Atlanta, you know, Atlanta was a viable team Steve Smith um, and, then, and then they beat that Warriors team But nobody looked at that Warriors team as being tough they were more finesse champs, you know? Yeah. They were... They was, was one Draymond... They was a Draymond suspension away from winning that championship. Let's get that out of there because let's just get yeah. that out the way. Dr- <laughs> that was, they was a Draymond green, green suspension away. Uh, I'm not taking nothing away from them. I'm not taking enough nothing away because to battle back, you know... Cause they, cause nowadays the criticism you get it from everywhere. You get it from you, you hearing it from fans. You hearing from social media, the papers, TV. You turn on the TV, they talking about you, and to overcome all that, you know, that's it. I give them that three one. You know, it's never been done in the finals, even though Golden State just came back three one for against the Thunder. Yeah, was it three one the Thunder had them down? Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, I, I give them credit for that, you know. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, nice, but like, but get that biggest shot in that series, bro. No, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm one day I'm gonna get that on a canvas. That shot of Kyrie <laughs> fading away with Curry with his hand. That was, that was phenomenal. I seen that shot. I was watching that live. I was on, I just, on the MVP. Then he hit it on the MVP. Like he hit it on the MVP too. And Ben, you know what made that moment so great? I was watching that with Lou. I looked at Lou and Lou was just shaking his head. That's that man. Man. <laughs> hey, bro, that was a big time shot. That was a big time shot. But everybody knew that Kyrie would be the one to take that shot. Oh, yeah, we knew LeBron would even, take that even shot. In this, even in this past playoffs, like in that one pressure moment, AD took a shot. Against Denver, it. yeah. He hit the three. Yeah. Like, uh, has LeBron had a big moment like that in the playoffs? Like, has he ever? He hit the one shot like, against Orlando. Come on, man. And then, he, and, and, and then he banked the shot off against Toronto, fading to the left. That was a hard shot. I give him that. Yeah. And he hit another he shot. His resume is nice. His resume is nice. But it just seems a little weak when you got to crown yourself. Like, when you got to crown yourself. Because it's something about his legacy that's missing. And I think he knows it and everybody else knows it. And I think he's trying to, like, state his side on why he thinks his legacy is. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to fake. If he ends up with six, if I was him, I wouldn't talk till I get six. Because he got a legitimate chance to get six. Yeah. Now with this new revamp Lakers team, we've got some youth. And, man, if he can stay healthy... I mean, the West gonna be tough again this year because I mean, you still Dallas getting better. I gotta say them. I gotta say them first. That's who I ride for. Dallas getting better. They are. They are. Uh, you still got Denver the out there. Be, the Nuggets gonna the Nuggets be better. Gonna be you still I think got Portland gonna be better this Portland, year too. Portland gonna be better. You are gonna have a full year of mellow with with them working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you you still got the Clippers in the basement. <laughs> Come on, dang, bro! Tyloo over there too. Like they, and he, they know, be he know LeBron. Like, he know LeBron. Yeah, 
they gonna be relevant. We they gonna be relevant, bro. You can't. You still gonna be relevant. You still got. I mean, and then I'm gonna say you still got all three Texas teams. You got to worry about them. Uh, we gonna see what New Orleans gonna be with Stanton. Fink. Oh my Phoenix God. Coming. I said Phoenix was top four team. They killed me for that. <laughs> Phoenix coming. Uh, we'll see, bro. Man, Saturday, who Phoenix coach? Uh, Monty Gentry. Williams. Monty Williams and Gentry. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of these days that all that talent Sacramento been drafted, something got a something got a shake for them. So we never know; they might be improved. Yeah, and they was they was threatening. They were seven eight. Yeah. You got John Moran and them boys. They oh, and you young, got Memphis. The grindhouse. They they young, but they tough. Yeah, they ain't scared. Hey, was that the was, was that a good era of basketball, man? The grindhouse era. Man, I loved it. I loved Zebo and Marcus Saul and Con. I loved it. Yeah, Tony hey, Allen. Bro. I loved that team. I got to see it. I got to see it in person, bro. I love man, it. The, the stadium so tight. It was a playoff game too against the Thunder, bro. I had me a grindhouse there. I'm not <laughs> even a fan of them, but you just felt the atmosphere, bro. <laughs> And them boys played. They they were tough, man. That was one of them old fashioned like smaller market NBA teams that yeah. just kind of built it, man. I liked watching I, them. I loved I loved the grindhouse era of Memphis, man. That that was my man. Yeah, them boys were tough. You knew going to that yeah. game, you gonna have a fight, man. When deep when Zebo told to that fight. dude, he say, "Where I'm from, we bully the bullies." I loved that. Yeah, bullies get bullied. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm from bullies get bullied. Yeah, well, I'm from bullies get bullied. I love that. I love that. That was like, man, when they got to the conference finals, like, man, because Zebo wasn't the most yeah. athletic, man. Conley wasn't nah, the Conley wasn't the greatest. Gasol was, I mean, Gasol probably was the best player. He was the most skilled player on that team. What Zebo went to college at? Michigan State. That's what I thought. Tough. Michigan State. We were just State. talking about that. We were just talking about that, bro. They, they tough on that school. They tough. They going to fight. Just that him and Zebo. Jason Richardson was on the same team. Jay Rich. The 360 when I think about him. True. But, man. <laughs> but, Bell, man, is another great episode with you, man. <laughs> hey, y'all go check us out. We on all DSPs. We doing this every week. Uh, f- finally got some consistency. Finally get some consistency with this this podcast. But y'all also go check out that Third Coast podcast too on all DSPs. Don't forget about that. You know, uh, and Bell, I appreciate you joining me on this podcast full time, man. Uh, I've always wanted to do a sports podcast. It's just hard finding a consistent host to go with me. It's good, brother. I got you, man. It's a good time too, bro. Sports is like I, it's a common ground, bro. It's a safe place for everybody to share. So yeah, hopefully I love one. It. I love it. Hopefully one of these days, man. We can get we can get Cody. We can get Ryan in here. We can just everybody. Have, we can get everybody we need to record that one. We need to sit down and do that one. Well, yeah, we, we can talk about everything. Yeah, we need to get all them boys in here, man. Uh. D Dunn, get him in here, man. I want to get all the sport because we got legends in Oak. We got sports legends in Oakdale. <laughs> yeah, sports go so deep. We do, bro. We got we really do. We should get some old voices on there. Yeah, like guys like pioneers, like 
Foster, St. Andre, bruh, Posey, guys who've been in the game and been around the game for years now who, yeah. who know it, you know? Yeah, but th- we Real. just we just getting started with this, man. You never know the name of this podcast might change in the future, so <laughs> y'all be ready for that. You never know. You never know, bro. We just gonna keep sharing. Yeah, but for I'm with it. But for this episode, Taco Beers and Sports, I'm your host Terrence with my host Bill, man. Thank y'all for listening. Peace.